Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. WTOC AM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And good afternoon and welcome to Community Connection. I'm Tina Cosby. Today is Friday, February the 23rd. 317-972-3008. 317-972-3008 is our number. On the show today, it is Friday. The Indiana General Assembly is in session and that means our weekly visit with a member of the Indiana Black Legislative Caucus is coming up today. We have Representative Carolyn Jackson. She is with us just Moments from now, literally just moments from now. So let's go ahead and bring in our other Friday regular contributing analyst, James Patterson. James, welcome back. Uh, good to be here as always, Tina. Yeah, good to have you. Good to have you with us. Hey, we uh, we have a return visitor, uh, Representative oh. Carolyn Jackson from the other end of the state. She's from way up up north, up there by uh, AJ's, <laughs> you know, AJ's neck of the woods, you know. Northwest yeah. Indiana. Yeah, yeah. So let's go ahead and bring her in. Representative Jackson, how are you? I am doing wonderful, Tina. Thank you so very much for <laughs> allowing me to come and speak again. Well, pleasure. The, the pleasure is always ours, and we thank you because we know how very busy all of you are. Um, you remain the chaplain, right? Your IBLC chaplain? No, no, I am not. I am the vice chairman now. Oh, the um, vice chair. Well, forgive me. I did not yeah, know that. Okay. I should I have, have known that. I have moved on up. Well, you know what, though? That's right, because uh, Harris, Re- Representative Harris is the chair now. And everybody, you know, yeah, everybody moved around. So uh, thank you very much. Well, congratulations. How are you liking the new position, the new role? I am. Thank you. I am really enjoying it. It is It is really, really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. But more than anything, uh, Rep. Harris, as you know, is up here in northwest Indiana as well. Mm-hmm. And I think with him being up here and me up here, it's kind of easy for us to work together on yeah. different things and, and kind of play tag team and show up and be to be where we need to be to back each other. So it just works out really well, and it yeah. is really an honor to work not only with him but with the entire Black Caucus. Yeah, yeah. So, James, uh, uh, Representative Jackson, uh, we, we had a, every time she's on, we always have a really good, robust conversation with her. Uh, and now in this new leadership role, that's uh, that that that's even better. Yeah, it is. And before we get to asking her what's going on in her eyes at the General Assembly, the the thing that is most prominent in my mind is Senate Bill Fifty Two. Senate Bill Fifty Two. Oh yes. Was, yes. The 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 uh, trying to kill the blue line and a hundred million dollars that goes with it and all the money that's been spent. What what do you know about that, uh, Representative you, Jack? You know, to be perfectly honest, I serve on the Environmental Committee, the Natural Resources, and Children and Family. 
So I don't get all of the intimate details as to what's going on directly with um, some of the indie bills. And the last that I heard, that bill was um, working its way through the, I want to say through the Transportation Committee. Uh So I I don't want to venture as to say, because I didn't hear the committee um, 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 comments, Mm -hmm. nor have I had the opportunity to listen in to hear what, uh, if any amendments or anything like that is offered. Because as you know, um, just to remind your your audience, even though a bill is going through and we may like it or may not like it, things change and things get added, things get deleted, things get moved around, and we're in the last stretch. So hopefully some of those things that are not positive can get amended out or maybe even maybe the whole entire bill can get killed. Mm-hmm. So we just have to kind of be watchful in these last last two weeks. Yeah. The, yeah. When uh, exactly Senator Taylor, working. yeah, when Senator Taylor was here last week, James, it seemed like he may mm. have offered a ray of hope. I won't say a whole, but a ray of hope in that it may be uh, open to negotiation to rework it to where it won't. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm like you. I, I have I, I just don't know where it is. But uh, yeah, you, yeah, you never say never, Tina, until yeah. never is until done, you know, so until yeah. the tiny dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, he he seemed to indicate that the things were moving. At least right. It was fluid and yeah. nothing was set in stone. So there is hope there. Mm-hmm. So what what uh, what is on your mind, Representative Jackson? What what? Should we, your constituents, be mm-hmm. thinking about doing to help you all be successful, at least as much as you can, with a supermajority, uh, you know, in, in a Republican majority in the, in the uh, legislature? You know what? Um, what is very concerning, to, not only to me and um, to me, but, but to everybody, should be everybody in the state. And that is this Medicare business that's going on. I'm sure you have uh, heard about it. Yeah. And uh, I want to, I, I, I really hate to say bills and say the wrong number, but I want to say it was 1387 that came through the House. And uh, we had so many amendments on that bill because what it was, what is happening is a lot of the um, Medicare programs and things are being reduced. People aren't able to get the necessary treatment and things that they need to get because apparently there's some t- been some type of a miscalculation, that's the nice way of putting it, to the point of almost a billion dollars. So that's detrimental to people who have medical issues and things like that. And I'm very concerned about it, and I'm I want to know what's going to going to go on, and and this is the time today. Now is the time to start advocating to the general assembly. What is going on? What are you going to do about it? Our conversation time is is coming to a quick halt. You know, embarrassment is beyond embarrassment. It's time to find out what can be done because a lot of people are getting ready to get put off of Medicaid. Medicaid, it's yeah, the, the state program. So, it, it yeah, you know, you know more about serious. this than me because you've been talking about it. But is it where they had to, everybody had to reapply for it or, or re-sign? I don't know. 
Well, can you tell us what they require the citizens to do for Medicaid? Well, I can't tell you all the ins and outs of what they require them to do. But I do know that what they were doing is denying a lot of claims. For Medicaid, that the, the state. Medicaid, yes. Yeah, yes. program. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, denying a lot of them. And you've got a lot of people who are very, very ill, and especially children. And the reason why I relate to children is because, as you all know, I'm on the Children and Family mm-hmm. Committee. And what has happened is you got a lot of families who have these children who have these severe medical issues. Right. And some of these issues require those parents to be at home to take, or a parent to be at home to take care of these children because the children aren't able to do things for themselves. And they may Mm. be children that require multiple surgeries and things like that in order for them to survive. These parents have to be trained in order to care for their children and to have them just jumping through these crazy hoops in order to continue to get uh, to get services for their children. I, I think it's ludicrous. Okay, if you are, I'll use, I'll use this for an example. Okay, to go to a class to learn how to resuscitate a person. Mm-hmm. Is that important? Yes, it is. But if you have a child and you have a child that has a illness where you would need to know that, those physicians and those caregivers that train you to take care of that child, they will have gone through all the necessary training with you in order to make sure that you know what to do, how to care for that child. Because your training may be different from if you were just caring for someone who has, I don't know, who who just needed to be resuscitated for some reason or whatever. And if you don't satisfy this by a certain time, then you get kicked off the program and things like that, you know, or you might have to do it every year when every year may not even be necessary, especially if you already have a child who has a, a issue and you are constantly being trained because you have to keep taking that child in to be um, a medically uh, serviced every couple of months or every couple of or every month or so. That's not necessary. That you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Little yeah. things like that are things that are happening. Uh, at the state house a couple of weeks ago, we had quite a few uh, parents to come and bring some of these children with them. Lovely children, but these children are also very sick mm-hmm. children, mm-hmm. and they need care around the, the clock. And then what you, because it's the parent that is taking care of the child, you want to give them something like something like $15 or less an hour. Mm-hmm. But if you were forced to have to put them in a hospital or, or a medical facility, you would be paying these other individuals who would probably not be in do, not, uh, do such a great job. You wouldn't be paying them $15 an hour. So what? What's the lot? Where Where would they rather the money go? What What's the logic behind the cruelty? You know the cruelty, so you know to speak. What, yeah. You know what? Um, 
I wish I had an answer to be. I hate to say mm-hmm. it. I mm-hmm. wish I had an answer. This seems cruel. You know, it's like I said, it's cruel. Mm-hmm. It's beyond the. It's beyond being embarrassed because someone miscalculated, misappropriated, mm-hmm. or, or or didn't do what they they're supposed to do. True. It's time to to fix it. It's time to fix it, and it's not like we don't have the funds to fix it. No, it's time to fix it because you can fix it and deal with the situation of the whys and the wherefores later. And I think yeah. that uh, we, as people in Hoosiers, we need to start contacting our legislatures, let legislators, and letting them know this is cruel. This is this is inhumane. Yeah. This is something that needs to be addressed, and it needs to be addressed now. Yeah, if not, yeah. we're going to get run over. We're, we're just all going to get you know, we're going to get bulldozed because they've got the numbers. Uh, yeah, they've, and, they, they've got the numbers. Yeah, and uh, and uh, just a little background. Uh, I found an article here. F S S A. What's that? Family and Social Services so Administration in yeah. Indiana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, F S S A announced mm-hmm. the decision to curb its use of attendant care pay. That's what. Uh, what Representative Jackson is talking about, mm-hmm. attendant care pay for legally responsible individuals, that's usually parents, in response to a $1 billion shortfall, they're claiming, it, I'm not right. saying it's not, in the Medicaid budget. During the COVID-19 pandemic, FSSA allowed parents to be paid for care normally covered by home health nurses, but there's a severe shortage of uh, right. such workers. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would say, exactly. remember, Tina, we talked about the three-plus billion surplus. Why can't they figure it out mm-hmm. with, with the money we already mm-hmm. have? Mm-hmm. Exactly. They can figure it out. Yeah. They can figure it out. They can figure it out, and they should. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, because, like I said, mm-hmm. it's, you know, the, 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 the days are, t- you know, time is the time on the clock is ticking fast. How many more? How, how how far away from the end are we? We look. We're looking at two weeks, less than two weeks. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Yes, because well, are, there, are, are there any solutions? I mean, the story that I looked at said uh, Suzanne Crouch, Lieutenant Governor, who's running for governor, by the way, um, yes. and three sitting lawmakers publicly called on uh, Family and Social Services Administration to pause proposed program cuts for parents of medically complex children during the intellectual and development disabilities task force meeting on monday and this this is dated uh january 29th so it's you know about three weeks ago mm-hmm. so is, yeah. is there any plan to, to 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 fix this you know what if it is a plan they have not exposed what the plan is they they apparently if they're meeting they're meeting and they're not including um you, you know the news media as well as um uh the um the mm-hmm. um um finance committees and things like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're not including them no so My they're God. keeping people I mean, in the dark right exactly and i i just pray that they aren't trying to do it to hurry up and get out so that they can uh go on about trying to be reelected they need to forget about that and do what needs to be done and do what is right but you know what? So so often, um, and and it's just it's just a thing now where uh, some you know this this breed of polit you know I guess this class of politicians, if you will, 
Uh, they have no interest in governing. They have no interest in taking care of the people. Their only interest seems to be, and they make no bones about it, uh, remaining in office and holding on to the reins of power. That that seems yeah. to be their sole primary interest, and those are the ones that need to be weeded out um, yeah. one at a time. I mean, you know, maybe we won't get the supermajority back in November, but we can sure uh, take the first step and, and, and put a nice dent in it somewhere. You know, we got to start somewhere. Because exactly. these folks, they're, they're not interested. Yeah. They're not interested mm-hmm. in the people. They're not interested in doing in, the in, right thing. And no. doing the right thing. No. no. And it's time for them to go. It's time for them to go. <laughs> right. No, it is. And, and, and the question looms. Representative Jackson, if the parents, the people close to these disabled, uh, including children, uh, yeah. medically complex, if the parents or, you know, uh, close uh, relatives, uh, whomever, the ones who have been taking care of them for the last few years, if they can't do it and they can't be compensated to do it, then who will do it? Who, who, who will do it with the shortage? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And the reality is there's several of the parents, they said that they had, they used to work. And when they realized that the caregivers were not doing what they should be doing, they had to quit in order to do, to to care for their children themselves. Yeah. 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 And, and you know what, The, the sad thing is, they can fix this now at a much lower cost, if you will, of money is their issue than having to let it get out of control and out of hand and then going back and spending the money to make it right. I mean, it's kind of like pay now or pay later because you know sooner yeah. or later that, it, you know, this is untenable. This, this, That's right. Uh, this, somebody's this, gonna yeah, somebody's going to have to take care of these kids and somebody's going to have to pay for it. Exactly. You know, that's just like what we discussed. I don't know if you are remembered. Uh, I, I'm sure you do, James. Um, several years ago, when we discussed my bills that I'd introduced about the uh, clean water, you know, the lead in the drinking yeah. water. Oh, yeah. And yeah. how, yeah, and how we have to make a move now. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't do it now, we're going to have more and more children who are going to be suffering from mental health issues, uh, slow learning, and all kind of deficits because of the the um, because that the the poison mm-hmm. of the lead has caused in 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 their body. Yeah, and you're going to be paying for that not only educationally, but you're going to be in the in the criminal justice system, and and the list goes on because these are things that will never cure itself no but they're not that forward thinking i mean it would that I, I would assume that that's what our lawmakers are supposed to be forward thinking right uh, you know, i would hope i would hope I would but hope. it just can't seem to find one in the state of indiana <laughs> i'm not trying to be right it's, it's just hard no it's just but difficult. it's like come yeah. on now it's yeah. like if one or two don't get it and mm. get the rest of them in line or convince the rest of them then it's a no vote across the across the uh, board there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know to to me the, the 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 most glaring example of how this this GOP supermajority is not serious at all about anything uh, is the sheer the mere presence continued presence of Jim Lucas. And I'm sorry, it's a drum I beat all of the time, but the yeah. fact 
that that infection is allowed to just run free and do whatever and 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 traumatize children who are visitors to the state house to the people's house yes indeed get arrested Mm. smoke weed you know leave the scene of an accident you name it you name it yeah and yet and yet and and what's that and still he stands so how how serious can we take any of them when they're not even taking their own they're not even taking their own seriously enough to say we should not be represented by uh, individuals like this. This is not who we are, but yet st- he's still there. He's yeah, still he's there. still there, and he's running. And I'm um, sure but, that uh, there will be a lot of people that will vote for him because he's uh, their yeah. hero. Well, he does have, I mean, there again, another ray of hope, glimmer, shimmer, a <laughs> little, bitty, little bitty ray of hope. In that, uh, Miss Whitcomb, is it Trish Whit- Whitcomb? Yes, that's her name. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and the, and you said it, uh, Representative Jackson. Name the name equity, and that name equity in the state of Indiana might be just enough to get her over the top uh, in terms of beating him because uh, he really hasn't had a lot of opposition or competition, uh, which is why he keeps just. Doing what he wants to do, you know, so uh, right, down there exactly. in Jackson County. So she may be able to, you know, she may be able to get over the top and take him out. I don't I don't know. but I don't only... know. All we can do is just hope that people will be, um, will come to the, come out to the polls and vote mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, bring their, uh, their relatives and friends and neighbors, et cetera, and not sit back and mm-hmm. think that, their vote doesn't matter. Yeah, Representative Jackson, what is what is your message to people who uh, say, and and I've been hearing this a lot uh, on on talk shows and call-ins and things like, uh, I I don't like the Democrats and I don't like the Republicans. Neither one have done anything for me, so I'm not going to worry. With I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm not going to worry. What what is your what is your response to that? that dangerous message or that dangerous mindset, I guess. You know, I guess my, my, (laughs) after I get over the sick feeling of hearing that Mm -hmm, my mm -hmm. response is then what do you, then if you don't want to vote, you don't want to come out and do anything, then what are you, what is your plan Mm -hmm. for you, for you yourself and for your children and your grandchildren, mm-hmm. how are you going to make sure that they can survive and that they are, they can be taken care of in a fair and equal and just manner? Since you don't want to vote, you want to go with status quo, and you've seen how things have have progressed thus far, and you aren't happy. Then you don't and you don't want to get involved. How are you going to do? What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Are you going to pack up your bags and your family's bags and move to another country far away? Mm. Yes, that because might be. Yeah. It, it, move, are you moving to the moon or somewhere? But, but you know what? There's a and disconnect. If you're not, it's, it's time to become connected yeah. and get involved and, and do your fair share. Because if you are going to, um, if you're not going to be, if you're not going to have a solution then you're part of the issues and the problems. Yeah, yeah. The the disconnect is real. It's it's just a wide, it wide really disconnect. Is. Because I, I just is. don't think people know how to connect the dots. I don't think... Th- and you know what? There have never been consequences to pay 
for lack of civic engagement. They're really, this country, uh, especially the last couple of generations, they've never had any consequences to pay for that. So why why would they be bothered about that? You know, oh, you're just talking, oh, you're just No, there, there's never been any consequences to that. I mean, the, the generations prior to that have seen tremendous consequences. That's why they moved and worked and struggled and everything to change it. Uh, so yes, yeah, and uh, you have. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop talking because we have a caller three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. Mr. Russell, go ahead. How are you? Hi, folks. Hi. Uh, Hi. Representing Jackson, uh, I'm glad to hear you on the air. Um, incidentally, uh, my mother's from grew up in Gary, Indiana, so we've had a lot of connections with with Gary. Uh, the Gary area, and uh, but I was curious. You know, we just had uh, the NBA All Star festivities mm. in Indianapolis, which, in all appearances, was very successful. Unfortunately, it kind of got marred at the end by an incident at the. Uh, Waffle House mm-hmm. in South Indianapolis yes. mm-hmm. with with gunshots, which which uh, uh, understand some of the folks were from from Gary area. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, do you know? Uh, is there any kind of um, uh, initiative before the General Assembly right now to deal with the proliferation of firearms mm. in the state? You know, mm. the legislation that was passed last year uh, particularly comes to mind. But I, I just wonder, is there anything that you're aware of that, that deals with the proliferation mm. of firearms, which can 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 lead up to such incidents? You know what? Um, th- first of all, uh, thank you for um, acknowledging me. And second of all, uh, currently, there were somewhere in the, in the neighborhood of over 700 bills filed this short mm-hmm. session. Mm-hmm. And, yes, there have been bills that were filed. However, they have many of them have not made its way through mm-hmm. the uh, chains of getting a hearing and uh, passing through the committees and coming to the floor. Last year, we had some bills. That came through, but again, the reality is you have to understand that our friends across the aisle, many of them, are connected with the NRA. Mm-hmm. And the NRA puts a lot of money in their campaign funds. And as a result of that, they are trying to pass many bills, or any bills, I should mm-hmm. say, that are going to be very restrictive when it comes to uh, firearms. Mm-hmm. They're just not. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I had to catch myself, the only thing <laughs> that passed out of the House, and it looks like it is in the Senate, I'm not sure if it got a hearing, mm-hmm. was a bill that was restrict that was putting that got no, no. Let me rephrase that. It's a it was a bill to stop to end a lawsuit that um, former Mayor Hatcher 
head against the um, the gun gun suppliers because what he they were saying was they were su- allowing a lot of guns to be supplied into the Gary uh, Northwest Indiana area. And every year, uh, every time in that that um, lawsuit came up, that lawsuit was constantly being extended, extended, extended. And the reality is, is the gun manufacturer wants to, it to go away because they're spending millions and millions of dollars of trying to defend that lawsuit. And as a result of that, this uh, legislation that was proposed I want to say it was proposed by uh, Jeter, by Representative Jeter. That um, would end it. That would end it. So that would end the lawsuit. So I'm not sure where that is, but that is the only one that I know of that has gone through this Mm. session and gone through the House and is in the Senate right now. And that's wrong because how is it? that you're going to have legislation that is going to supersede what's going on in the courts when the, it's a pending matter in the courts. That's yeah. wrong. Yeah. Not to mm-hmm. mention uh, voter suppression measures uh, that they kicked off the session with uh, regarding rides to and from the polls in Indianapolis, yeah. uh, regarding yeah. uh, first-time voter registration uh, requirements, uh, stiffening those. Um, you know, the, they, they just they, they take off and, and get in on the, the craziest, uh, most oppressive uh, measures that they possibly can to kick off the session with. And, and like you say, the, 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 as Mr. Russell's question regarding uh, more restrictive gun uh, laws and what have you. So um, and, and by the way, where are those? Uh, the, uh, the, the, I think the ride, uh, the ride thing is, is gone by the wayside. What about the uh, requirements for first-time voters registration? Um, some of that, some of that uh, mm-hmm. was um, that some of that stuff was taken out. Taken out, okay. And some, yeah, some of it was. Some of it is still there. Mm-hmm. But again, yes, it passed right on along. Yeah. Well, they made the, they 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 came out firing. They came out swinging with that. Uh, oh yeah. The reality is is what 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 we we need to educate our community with is this. A lot of these bills are not thought up by our friends across the aisle. A lot of these bills are Alec bills. They come from the Republican um, Party's uh, most generous contributors. Okay, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they come up with these these ideas. They, cre- they do the bill draft. And then they find the city, the states that are most Republican. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And they feed these different bills to those different legislators in that state and ask them to carry it. Makes and basically, basically what it, it turns out to be is a test. Mm. Well, if we can get it through and you know the, the states, I don't have to tell you, but I'm going to remind you, Indiana, Texas, and Florida, if we can get them through them, 
then we will we will you know spread it out even further. But we'll try those states first, mm. okay. and then if we'll see where we need to tweak this or tweak that or tweak the other, then we'll do that and and try to keep it moving until we get it across the entire country. Yeah, gotcha. it's very sad, but that's the reality. That's what 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 it is. That's why when we are, you know, saying how a lot of things, a lot of these bills are so mm-hmm. are so crazy and so horrible and everything, and how we need to advocate. I mean, seriously, people in the community, we need to advocate against these bills. That's why. Yeah. Because we realize as legislators that a lot of these bills are test bills trial balloon so to speak see what floats and what doesn't mm, what floats and what doesn't absolutely yes yeah so yeah. So, so james uh were you aware of that dynamic uh the the, the float you know mm-hmm, them floating mm-hmm, keep mm-hmm. throwing something against the wall see what sticks mm-hmm. yep oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah that's that's kind of the strategy but i wanted to ask uh representative jackson about a little more about um the lead, the lead, the lead, and and okay. how do you have any information about how widespread it is impacting children? The, the, where it comes from, what the what the root of it is, how they get that in their bodies? Yeah, you know how they get it is through many sources, but it could be through drinking water that has lead in it. It could be um, in paint. You know, all these old buildings, old places where they yeah. have lead, lead, um, um, mm-hmm. uh, the, the paint has a lead base in it. Mm-hmm. It could, it could be even in the soil. I don't know if, if, uh, I made mention, uh, last year up here in Northwest Indiana in the city, uh, in Hammond where I live that they have made it a super a portion of that area super fund district because they had found lead in the soil. Mm. And it was in such high high content that the uh EPA stepped in finally and made that uh super fund district, but the people in the area knew that there was a lead smelting plant here and that people had issues and things like that and had been complaining about it for years. The city had done a lot of the remediation itself in order to uh, get get rid of it in a lot of people's homes. I mean, you know, their the the, the soil yeah. around their homes yeah. and everything. Also, in the in the but walls, the reality, their homes, the older homes, the walls, you know, in the plaster yeah. and the school buildings, the older school buildings, uh, they found it there Absolutely. too as well. Absolutely. So a lot of that, you know, that that transpired just just I want to say last October, November. So that's just up here in my area. But how many other areas is it? And the other thing that I just have to touch on, and I'm so glad you mentioned it, is in the paint in, in, on the um, schools and things, because with the funds being cut. For um, a lot of the pub, for all the public schools across the state, where they have to give so much money to these uh, charter schools, mm. a lot of them don't have the money 
to do the necessary painting and upkeep and different things. So you got a lot of peeling paint and different things like that in the schools. Now, how is that going to affect the children? You know, I wouldn't say large children. I mean, old older children, but maybe small children, because they aren't able to do the necessary upkeep and that would be needed in order to remediate that. You see what I mean? Mm. And so it's it's just an ongoing story. It's not just in my neck of the woods. It's in the whole around the whole entire state. Mm. And you know, um, the uh, Biden Harris uh, um, um, administration has given I forget how many millions of dollars right now mm. for the replacement of the lead pipes, and they've got to be replaced I think by twenty. Mm. So a lot of the air, a lot of the areas have already started replacing lead pipes, and they have to have it done in all of the homes all over the state. I don't know if you all knew that. Did not know that. Because mm-hmm. yeah, because um, back to the gentleman who was up for Gary up here, who's from Gary, they've already started doing some uh, replacements of the um, of uh, pipes. In um, up in Miller, which is a part of Gary, a suburb of Gary, they've already started doing that up there, and they're in the process of getting ready to start doing it here in my city in in Hammond, and that those funds are are, are going to be outrageous at what it's cost. Actually, I had a meeting with a um, guy in the water department this past couple of days. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, you know, everybody's property is different, and I'm sure, and how are you going to do it? And he explained to me that what they'll do probably is go from the buffalo box, which is that box outside, mm-hmm. into the house. Well, that's the lead pipe that they're talking about because the city water is is clean. But it's that that pipe that has gone goes from the buffalo box to the to the main um, exchange it's, it's connecting your house. That is what they 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 will have to dig up and change. And I said to him, well, what what happens if that pipe is up under your garage or if it's up under I don't know a concrete patio or whatever. He said, "Then what they'll have to do is re- is figure out how to reroute it to go around a different way, as opposed to digging up your garage. I mean, you know, digging up the, the um, putting a hole up under your garage uh, floor or yeah. whatever." He said, "So that means that each house that they have to remediate is going to cost a different amount of money, mm-hmm. which is going to be way up in the billions of dollars." By the time they get it all done, so how mm-hmm. how how would you okay? How have you would you characterize the the session so far, uh, and with the next uh, couple of weeks to go? What's you know what's the assessment that you have of, of what we're looking at? What I have, but my assessment is, I try to be positive. Mm-hmm is to just keep vigilant and to keep hope and keep in contact with legislators 
and ask them what's going on. Yeah. And read everything. Read everything. Because you don't know what may switch up, what may change, et cetera. Yeah, we got we to figure out a way to make that point more relevant and to drive it home. Because once, okay. once done, things happen. You know, once it's yeah. done, once people start showing up, once people start calling and just flexing their, their political and civic muscle, it happens. It really mm-hmm. does. And, it, you it know, what, what doesn't happen is just complaining about it and say, throwing your hands up and say, I'm not doing it. You know, that, that doesn't get anything done. Um, no, it doesn't. And, you know, we yeah. all know how yeah. exhausting it can be, but, hey. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it goodness. is. And then, too, you can't vote for people just because, you know, um, so-and-so has been your representative for the past 100 years. Mm-mm. You just yeah. can't. You got to know how they have, you got to pay attention to see how they have voted. Mm-hmm. You know, are they coming to, are they coming to work? Put it that way. <laughs> well, are they, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what kind of bills are they, are mm-hmm. they, uh, are they uh, filing? Because they might be filing some of these bills that are bills that are detrimental to you. Mm-mm-mm. You know, that makes a difference. It Just does, because it does. they're there and they've been there forever doesn't mean that they have your best interest at hand. Just like we mentioned, um, you mentioned um, Lucas. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know, you know how. I don't know how. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, and, and I, you know what, I, it would be interesting to look up his record. You know, what kind of lawmaker has he been uh, since he's been in that, uh, in that position? You know what? And it's all online. You can all, you can go and look and see. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the key. We as people, we just kind of go along to get along. We don't bother to look up to research or anything, you know, you know, uh, I'm going to just say what my, and I'm not really, I'm not a bragger or anything because mm-hmm. I I just don't do that. But I've been in the legislature, this is my sixth year. And at my last fundraiser, the lady that does my fundraising for me, she said to me, I want a list of all the bills that you have authored co-authored since you have been here. And I said to her, not a problem. (laughs) And I printed them out and I gave it to her. And I said, what are you going to do with them? She said, just wait and see. What she did was she enlarged them and she put them all around the event so that while people are standing talking, they could read the bills, what it was, whether it was a co-author, whether it passed, et cetera. Mm-hmm. They could read them. So they could see exactly what I had done the past six years. Wow. wow. And I never thought about it. They had never thought about it either. But you know what? Just like she thought about it and she did it, 
you can do you as Joe Q public, you mm-hmm. can do that mm-hmm. to see what your representative is doing. Excellent. And if they're the ones who's co-authoring all these crazy bills, then you make a decision. Is this someone that I want to be my representative or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or you know, I can, I, wow. Wow. I, I can't remember. I can't count on my hands both of them, uh, the number of times that representatives like John L. Bartlett and Cherish Pryor and mm-hmm. Greg mm-hmm. Taylor and Renee Pack and, you know, uh, Carolyn Jackson have said, if people show up, that is huge. If they show up in support of us at the state house, that weighs heavily on the mind of the supermajority just being there mm-hmm. they they think about that and it has huge consequences it does wow. just show up show up yeah 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 show uh, up i remember last year and i'm i don't mean to dominate the conversation but i'm just going to give you one example um 2 years ago um Representative Tom, Tim Brown, Tim, I think it's Tim Brown, mm-hmm. who had a yeah. bill to to try to dismantle, basically take over the schools in Gary. Hmm. I don't know if you remember or not, but he had uh, that bill. That yeah. Uh huh. And he was going to file that bill. That bill was given. Excuse me. It was it was to be heard the next day. The people from Gary came down in a busload. All right now. <laughs> okay, a busload. Yes. And they stood outside of the chamber, and they had signs, and they chanted, et cetera. You think that bill was, you think they called that bill down the next day? <laughs> they sure did not. That's all I'm saying. They did not call that bill down the next day. Okay? Wow. And you know how far Gary is a two-and-a-half-hour drive down there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But they showed up, and they showed out. And he did not call that bill down. And guess what? We haven't heard, seen or heard that bill anymore. Mm-hmm. It disappeared. And that was when there was a supermajority in place, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, there was. Absolutely. A, yeah, absolutely. Was a, so you majority. can't you can't use that as an excuse. Oh, there's more of them than a, you know, no, no, no. You you you're missing a point. People that think like you're missing a point, <laughs> because again, yeah. they want to hang on to their jobs more so than anything. So absolutely, and they're mm. going to. But when you let them know, I'm looking at you. I see you, and I don't like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. It makes a huge difference in yeah. them just doing it behind the doors in their committees or, mm-hmm. you know, even in the, the, the General Assembly space itself. It, it, there, there's nobody in the gallery other than, you know, some regular folks who are there. They, they can do this kind of with impunity. They can do what they want, and nobody, you know, is going to know the difference until the bill comes out. Um, and so, you know, the, the phrase micromanaging, that's what, I mean, the, there, there have been non-minority people uh, testifying mm-hmm. against that mm-hmm. Senate Bill 52 in, in the House, 
saying, hey, this is going to hurt us. Mm -hmm. We want people to be able to get here on on the public transportation. You know, just because somebody doesn't want a dedicated lane for buses down the middle of the street or wherever. One person. um, One person doesn't want that. One One person. Right. One person. We right. need this for exactly. our businesses, is what they're saying. Yeah, I hope that that yep. uh, I hope that that one gets blown up as well. It sounds yeah. like it was or it, it negotiated around re, whatever it takes, uh, yeah. just anything to keep from killing it and and stalling it out, which essentially will kill right. it. Which essentially will exactly. Kill it. And the reality that's local control. Mm-hmm. The right mm-hmm. is it that we need to have our business in local businesses. Mm-hmm. Business. I know that sounds ridiculous, but we don't mm-hmm. let local people deal with their deal, deal and do their thing. We don't. We, it's too much going on. This horrible in the state without yeah. us trying to dip over in that. But you know, unfortunately, when a lot of these local individuals, these local cities, and things can can't get what they want done. Because they don't have the majority in their mm-hmm. towns and their cities, then they run to the general assembly because they know mm-hmm. that they can get it done there, yeah. and that's just not right. Yeah. So, so Representative Jackson, where do we go from here? We get we're gonna have to let you go pretty soon. I know you've got a bunch of stuff to do, uh, but yeah. uh, what what do you want to leave our our listeners with, uh, especially now that we're looking at the you know we can see the end of the the tunnel, so to speak, of this year's session. Keep your eyes open, mm-hmm. and now is the time to start making those calls, especially about that Medicare issue. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. About that um, blue line. Mm-hmm. Make them yeah. make those calls. It start now. Now is 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 important. Make them make wow. the calls. Come down there to meet with the, with uh, the with uh, your legislators and everything, or bring you some signs. And stand outside or come inside with your signs and let them know I'm I'm watching you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And how can folks get in touch with you and the caucus? Well, you can uh, <clears throat> you can uh, call us, or uh, usually emailing is better. All of us have mm-hmm. different numbers, but you can um, email me. I'll give you my uh, email address. It's uh, Carolyn. Mm-hmm. Dot Jackson mm-hmm. at no, I'll just give you my easy one, which is um, H1 at IN dot gov. You know, isn't it amazing how things have changed? Because I can remember even as recently as five years ago. Uh, when people would say the best way to reach me, just give me a call, just give me a call. And now the best way to reach someone <laughs> is either a text or an email because phone calling <laughs> is, is somewhat, uh, you know, people get around to, to clearing out their voicemails. I know they do. But the, the quickness and the immediacy of the emails and the text messages uh, is is amazing how much uh, we've embraced that and, uh, you know, how, how we've come to that. That's, that's just interesting. <laughs> But it's true. You're well, right. you know the yeah. you know the the reason why I say email mm-hmm. is because my LL get it, mm-hmm. and uh, I also have an intern doing session. Mm-hmm. So 
is faster because Absolutely. if they get it and if there's something that they can answer, then they're going to answer it and they'll answer it immediately. There if it's go. something that they can't answer, they aren't sure of, then they'll bring it to me. Mm-hmm. And right about now, people want a response quick, and I respect that. Absolutely. So that's why I say do it like that because, heck, if, by the, if you send me a call by the time I sort through all those calls and I'm in and out of session, mm-hmm. et cetera, uh, it may be a day or two, and it and and you need an answer immediately. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I respect that because I would want to, you know, to get an answer immediately as well. No, it's it's true. It's absolutely true. A text or an email definitely gets in there a whole lot quicker than a phone call because you're right. You have to get around to that. And the other is is more immediate. Representative Jackson, thank you so much, Vice Chair of the Indiana Black Legislative Caucus. And I want to thank, on behalf of of all of us here, thank you and the caucus, especially thank you and the caucus and your leadership uh, for showing up every Friday here with us and, and, and for the listeners. Uh, to keep yeah. everyone informed, that's that's invaluable, and and thank you for your leadership in that. And we thoroughly thank the caucus every Friday. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. All right, thank you, and you both have a great day. All right, you and too. Have, thank you very much. Have a You're good welcome. weekend. You too. Again, you too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Pleasure has been ours. You know what? It's it's funny. I knew that she was the vice chair. I don't know why I thought about Chaplin, but I knew that because she and her, no, uh, you I know, mean, when Shackleford. They, well, they yeah, switch they switch up, Tina. They so do. Well, I got it. I, I got it in my office so that I wouldn't forget. I don't know why I said that. But anyway, yeah, I've got it written down. I mean, uh, uh, the thing uh, of all of the new officers and everything. So it's, yeah. it's all good. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, just delightful. I love having her as well. I, you know, we have I have enjoyed thoroughly enjoyed each and every one of them here on Fridays. And, you know, for folks that may not necessarily, I mean, Friday is, is kind of an office day. You know, you, when you're not in there hammering, you're not in committee meetings, you're not in session, you, you know, not doing, and, and to take time out to come on the radio, not all lawmakers do that. No, and and this don't. particular caucus has made a commitment to you, the listener, uh, to, to be here every Friday on their day off to, to tell you. And to talk yes. to you. So, you know, we, we are very, very fortunate. Very, very fortunate. And knowledge it. is power. Mm-hmm. And they bring such relevant information because it's, 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 it's right there. I mean, mm-hmm. they know what's, what's in the legislation that's moving mm-hmm. through. They know which ones get killed um, and what's, what's being looked at, what has a chance, what mm-hmm. doesn't. And, and they keep us up to speed. Mm, indeed, indeed, yeah. indeed. Yeah. Hey, uh, well, I tell you what, um, we are going to um, switch over to our open lines and we can review for the second hour uh, that's coming up here at 2 o'clock. Right now, James, let's go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back, 317-972-3008, 317-972-3008. Open lines and we can review when we come back. We'll be back. WTOC AM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And we are back with Community Connection. Tina Cosby here with our contributing analyst, James Patterson. And, of course, our ace, technical producer, AJ. How are you doing? We haven't heard from you today, AJ. 
Yeah, ace technical producer. Well, that'll be your title from now on. How about yeah, the our, our ace technical producer, AJ. Yeah. So, no, I just said we haven't heard from you today, so. Uh, I've been I've been over here listening to Representative Jackson, getting yeah. a lot of a lot of great information and something to look forward to and something that I need to look out for. Yeah, yeah, so. absolutely. She she's good. She's always good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and James, uh, it's always good to have you here with us as well. So you know, uh, we're gonna do open yeah. lines and we can review the west the rest of the way out. Um, yeah, should be good. Should be good. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I appreciate uh, what Representative Jackson brought to the table too. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, you know, especially the information about the lead poisoning. That's ridiculous that we still have this. Mm-hmm. I could see people saying, "Are children still being lead poisoning?" This is twenty twenty four. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. they are. This that's what's scary, is that yeah. the answer is, and they won't take up a bill to mm-hmm. fix it. Yeah. No, no, no. Huh resounding yes they are so um 317 regina go ahead how are you love you miss tina i love you i love oh, you. Bless your heart. for what you do for blessing us with that uh-huh. and i encourage everybody under the sound of miss tina Cosby and my voice that these are the things we need, like Ms. Jackson, that every week and then that word of mouth and spread to vote. It's not a Democratic and Republic thing. It's who is best for you, even though you are Republican Democratic. You could be those things, but get the right person for you. Why would you vote for somebody that don't want you to have nothing or don't want to fix nothing? And it took me, I'm 62, all this time to read these people in these chairs. I have a higher education than most people in the House of Representatives and in Congress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that is so sad. I, I wanted to slap my own self for, <laughs> you know, taking so long to do so. Well, that's okay, but hey, you know what? But, we go forward. This is it. Yeah. And, and you know about that water? I'm from New York. Mm-hmm. I've been here 30-something years. I've never drank the water. Mm. And I own my house the same. And I just changed my last pipe. I don't know if the Lord busted. I paid $6,000. That big, heavy, the heaviest pipe that runs through the whole house. But I mm. never drank that water. But if you look at some of the bottled water, I'm not going to name it to tell on them, but if you buy buying bottled water, some of that water is from here. <laughs> mm. When I died laughing when I read it. But, I mean, you know, hey, you, you got to watch what you're doing and what they saying. I'm not here to badger nobody because God's not badgering nobody. He wants everybody not only to read the book, read these labels. Amen. And I love you guys. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Regina. We really appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't kick yourself, though. I mean, hey, but now better late than never. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't even think it's late. I think now is now. So, you know. But yeah. good, good, well, good, good, huh? What were you we saying? We need to continue. We need to continue to, mm-hmm. um, you know, what we're doing is is preaching, um, participate, 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 um, both at the state house and the voting booths and wherever people feel like it's their uh, right to to raise their voice. 
which is everywhere, just mm-hmm. about everywhere, everywhere mm-hmm. they have a problem with what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I still am, I still am, am really bummed, if that's a word I can use, over the death of Alexei Navalny. I mean, it's just you, you, over there, you can't, you can't speak up, you can't say anything, you can't even. I mean, there were people putting roses down, trying to create a memorial after the news came out um, that he'd been, that he'd been, you know, that he died in prison. We all know how he, I mean, why he died, because he opposed Putin. But they were putting flowers down, and they were arrested for putting flowers down at a at a makeshift memorial. That's mm-hmm. that's how difficult it is in a country like Russia and other places where you can't stand up. So if, if we're not careful, if we're, if we're not careful and participate and speak up and vote, that, that could happen here where that right is taken away mm-hmm. and we want to have a voice like that. They throw us in prison or kill people who oppose us like uh, Vladimir Putin does, a, a guy who flew a helicopter uh, from the Russian lines mm-hmm. over to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Did you see that story? Yeah, and mysteriously found dead in another co- in Spain, wasn't it? Was he in Spain? Yeah, he, yeah. He, yeah, he was shot to death in a parking garage in Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and he had he had flown a military hel- helicopter, deserted Russia, floating over to Ukraine. They tried to to send him to another country to hide him. And, you know, Russian spies and assassination oh, yeah. unit was dispatched, and there he was dead. We just can't take for granted what we have. These, these, yeah. these freedoms and these protections that we have, we cannot take them for granted. So, um, James, very good point, very good illustration. Uh, you know, and I, I don't know what it's going to take to make it real. I, I, I don't, because that's, that, that's about as real and as stark an example of what democracy is not that there ever yeah. will be, but I don't right. know how many people are taking it to heart. I just don't. No. Um, but uh, speaking of heart, we're going to be asking uh, Hoosiers and our listeners in central Indiana to open their hearts and pocketbooks and wallets and things of that nature uh, next Thursday when we host our annual uh, St. Jude Radiothon. Uh, mm-hmm. The entire show next Thursday is going to be St. Jude. Uh, we, you know, we're going to invite uh, the community, uh, guests, uh, everybody and anybody that wants to come in, call in or what have you uh, to help us raise money for this very worthy cause. So uh, uh, mark your calendars for Thursday. That's the last day of the month, uh, Thursday, February 29th for our annual St. Jude Radiothon. We do a lot of good on that day once a year, raise a lot of money uh, for a very, very, very worthy cause, uh, the, the, the Childhood uh, Cancer Research Center and, of course, the hospital uh, and the amazing things that they're doing uh, in the lives of these children and their families. So next Thursday, uh, we be tell- I'm going to be telling you about it um, You know, each and every day. I've sent out a lot of invitations to a lot of people um, uh, to come in and, and sit down and talk with us for a few minutes if they want or just to call in, and I'm going to be sending out a whole lot more. Uh, and, of course, invite you and all of you, everyone uh, who's hearing this to uh, to call in and to be able to participate and help us uh, uh, send some very much-needed uh, aid uh, to that research center and hospital that is looking to eliminate childhood cancer. Uh, and, uh, boy, 
are they doing a fantastic job. It's amazing what they've done in the last 50 years, 50 or 60 years. Uh, you know, they've gone from uh, where two, only two out of 10 children survived to where now eight out of 10 survive. Uh, they want to make it 10 out of 10 uh, that survive. Plus, yeah. a happenstance of their research, their, their brilliant research, which is world-renowned, one of the happenstances of that has been a cure uh, within certain conditions, a cure for um, sickle cell. Oh wow! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, um, so we'll we'll be talking about that a lot more. But I just wanted to let everyone know that that's that's coming up. So mark your calendars for next Thursday our St. Jude Radiothon right here on AM thirteen ten and ninety five point one FM Community Connection all day next Thursday from one to three St. Jude Radiothon. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, yeah. That sounds good. I haven't done that before. This will be my oh, first. Oh, na- oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. This will be my first one. I'm excited. I like a lot of energy, and I like when the, when the mm-hmm. the guests get in and get very active. It's going to be oh, a good time. We have we have a really nice time uh, every year. We do that, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be a good time, and even better time when we can send St. Jude that check as a result oh, yeah. of our oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Of our efforts. So yeah, looking forward to that. 317-972-3008. 317-972-3008. Open lines and we can review right here on Community Connection. Uh, Jeff, go ahead. How are you? Hey, Tina. Hey, James. Hey, Asia. How you guys doing? Doing great. Doing great. How are you doing? Uh, TGIF. Okay. Well, that, that makes that makes sense. <laughs> Friday is a fish sandwich or pizza. I don't know. <laughs> you know, for you, you don't cook. It's Cook's Day off. You know, you either get you some fish or, especially during the yeah, Lent season. Lent. Yeah, fish Lent fish season. Yeah. And uh, what is McDonald's? Is you know, buy one fish sandwich but and get another for a dollar. I just gave McDonald's some free advertising. <laughs> but a lot of the a lot of the restaurants and fast food places, there's some that. I think MCL does an all-you-can-eat Friday night fish fry or something. There, yeah, fish is big uh, during yeah. Lent. So, but I try to get what. Well, anyway, go ahead, Jeff. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you're good. You're fine. You know, uh, uh, I tell you, I just want to. You know, I really, you know, from yesterday, you know, we had a heavy discussion about reparations and mm-hmm. American history and all that. We just said that one character that that was a black friend. You know. Uh, uh, you know, I, and he he brought up the fact that Kamala Harris had relatives that were slave owners, and I'm just saying I have to think you know, that's very possible because, as you know, Tina, James, and AJ, you know, we look at history. Uh, I have, I as an African American man, I am a descendant not only of a slave, but guess what, of a slave owner. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, because of uh, I'll give you an example. Thomas Jefferson. All right, now, right, right now, a bunch of uh, those MAGA crowd that have to have a nervous breakdown. You know, you, you know, he had a relationship with a 14-year-old black girl by the name of Sally, and we all know that. Well, did you all know that Thomas Jefferson's deceased wife and Sally Hemmings were sisters? They, Sally... Thomas Jefferson, when his wife passed away, and Sally Ham, they both had the same father, who was a slave owner. Now, marinate on that for a minute, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because uh, we all know what a, a what a lot of slave owners did with black women. Mm-hmm. You know, force, you know, and we know about that. So it's very possible that uh, somewhere in our lineage, yeah, we were related to a slave owner. Now I know. That character, let's call it his black friend, that might be too much for him to handle. Would make me wonder 
you know, in places like Martinsville and Crawford, do they really go into black history or, or do, they, do they even really acknowledge the teaching of slavery in our, uh, our history books? I just wonder about that because I hear these people and they're very ignorant about their own American history. You well, know, um, yeah, I the 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 point that I believe the caller was trying to make was that how would it be handled or carried out? And the point I was trying to make uh, was that at we have to agree that it's it's it needs to be done first, and well, yeah. and then sort out the details a little bit later. And well, the would... fact that this country cannot agree that African Americans should have reparations. I think is is the biggest hurdle to clear uh, yet, uh, well, and and people just get you know they get bogged down with all of the. Well, I, I'm not even talking about reparations, just the fact that some of the horrors that took place on those slave plantations. Well, we all know what a horrendous institution that that was. I mean, yeah, yeah it was I mean, awful. I mean, even uh, Ron DeSantis said it was a work, it was a jobs program. Well, you know, Jeff, the, as you just said, some people were ignorant to uh, no, 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 American no. history. And and DeSantis is one of those that I, I, I would put him in that number as someone who's ignorant to uh, American history. And, and, you know, thank goodness he's in his place where he needs to be, not on the presidential oh, stage. So. Uh, well, oh. did he just sign something uh, or about to sign some? No, no. I, but anyway, what is the what's the latest well, with him? He made a phone call to the RNC because you know there uh, uh, Donald Trump is you know I guess he's in VP searching mode right now, and he made a phone call saying that well whoever Donald Trump chooses for a VP it shouldn't be a woman or a person of color it should be a good old boy. Well, you know, none of that surprises me, Jeff. I mean. Uh, you know, and and the thing of it is, when you consider the source, and the source has proven itself time after time after time after time, what what would surprise me would be some decency that would come out of that mouth, rather than uh, the the vile indecency. I mean, James, any thoughts there? You have any thoughts on that? I, I that's about as much as I can think about. Uh, what it. on reparations? No, not on reparations. He he was talking about uh, the well, latest American history in general. Uh, uh, well, okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean that, that kind of plays into reparations, but American yeah, history yeah. in general is yeah. uh, the the slave system was horrific. It, it was. It was beyond. It was I mean, unimaginable. Not, not enough can ever be written about it. No. And what what happened? And and a lot of the news was suppressed because it was so horrible. Horrendous. And it was, you know, yeah. And it, and and you know, I think. It was a crime against humanity. Yeah, I mean, I, I think historians, uh, you know, many of whom are, are not Afro-American, or they, you know, they, there's an element of, of, of shame there. And, yeah, so, you know, they, they a lot of them would rather not write about it. But there's a lot there. There's a lot that mm. that has come out and will continue to come out about what happened and why it happened. And just to 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 kind of to kind of you know roll over into reparations, there's plenty of evidence. Mm -hmm. There's evidence that insurance companies, um, you, you know, uh, garnered billions of dollars, not just what mm -hmm. they did in destroying Tulsa or 
you know, that that city in Rosewood in Florida Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. other places and the race riots. But there's evidence, there's solid evidence that could be used in a court of law Mm -hmm. that billions of dollars were extracted from the enslaved and beyond that. Um, during the discriminatory periods, including redlining, denial of loans, and you know um, gerrymandering, and uh, um, you know you had Eunice Trotter on uh, uh, before, you know, and she talked about in her work at the uh, Landmark Center and Eunice's. Uh, the director of uh, Indiana Landmark's Black Heritage Preservation Program, and yes. I read this too, and I thought, oh, that's what Eunice said. Do you know, Jeff, if you move to Indiana, just in the in the late, this is after the Emancipation Proclamation, after uh, the the the, the uh, you know slavery was done away with, but in the early part of the 20th century, in the 1900s, if you moved to Indiana and you were black, you had to pay. Um, a, 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 uh, you had to pay this fund in case you became uh, a, a burden on the state. You had to pay mm. because you were black just to live in Indiana. A bond, I think is what they call it or yes, whatever. Yes, yes, that's what she was saying. Yeah. Plenty of evidence mm. for reparations. And it's just like Tina was saying. I heard her yesterday talking to a caller. That how do you quantify it? So you have to get all of that evidence together and quantify what was lost and who, got, who lost it. Uh, and and it's a wide swath. And and as to who would pay, I was thinking about that this morning. Not just the government. I mean, the caller yesterday said, "Well, should, you know, do we, does the government have to pay?" But everybody bears responsibility, and and including uh, these billion-dollar corporations, such as insurance companies, who have the most cash, who have the most money, they have the most assets, they can afford to pay billions to try to, you know, and that would take. Crime down, I'm, I'm thoroughly convinced mm-hmm. if you get that money into their hands as reparations, that would help resources in that community and take crime down, improve education, get let out of the school. You know, just the same thing that re- – don't get me started. But yeah. the evidence is there. Yeah. 317-972-3008, 317-972-3008. Jay, go ahead. How are you? <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, yes, my comment is – that recently I have talked to more than one person, and it's surprising the amount of black people that are for Donald Trump. And I have a hard time understanding that. And um, with Putin and Donald Trump, uh, I don't think it's an accident that Putin is showing what to do with your political opposition. And I think he's being the teacher now, and Donald Trump is the student. That's my comment. Okay, thank you. Um, I, I, speaking of quantifying, James, I'd, I'd like to see or know the numbers, you know, when we hear more or there's so many you know there's so many blacks um in favor of donald trump i i I would need to know a little bit more about that because i i I find that difficult to believe that it's i do too and i and i respect jay's opinion i really do there are some some people who support him who happen to be Mm -hmm. afro-american hispanic Mm -hmm. jewish whatever but I, i i can tell you for certainty 
that people who read, like Representative Jackson was saying, read, read, read. People who read, who who watch, who who look at the total picture and look at what he has said, what he has done. Um, this man reminds me of um, dictatorship. That's what he reminds me of. So if, if they're if they're if they're if they're not knowledgeable about truth and about what is happening around them of course they could they could support mm -hmm. him or for one reason or another but i do not believe like tina said that that support is widespread i don't see any evidence for it i have not seen any either and i i always just default to uh saying my grandmother used to say all the time there's always going to be one um yeah. and and i i you know i i just mean that collectively there's always going there's yeah. always going to be yeah. someone yeah. Else, you know yeah. um there's uh, you know, we, we yeah, there's always going to be somebody there, and that's that's where they are. So, um, you know, is it a significant enough force to make a a, a change or we or to move the needle? I, I don't know. They're there. Uh, I, if it's, I don't it's, see yeah. how. I don't see what their reasoning is. He has not shown any support mm -hmm. for the African American community. He's not shown any support for reparations. He's not shown any support for. Uh, uplifting the the those who have who have had the least and, and and done the most with the least that they've had he is not and in fact i've heard other people from his own camp used to be from his own camp defective i would call them republicans who said they would never vote for him they would vote for a democrat first mm -hmm. um who who have called him you know racially insensitive if you, mm -hmm. if i could put it that way yeah now you know he may be referring jay may be talking in in a in a in a small way uh the recent news did you hear the the rapper 50 cent 50 cent endorses uh trump for president i mean you know we that... had those people last time around tina mm -hmm. some of the some of the the black so-called entertainers so celebrities mm -hmm. uh endorsed him and yeah. some were legitimate uh in their beliefs but uh, it didn't help him. Uh, we've always talked no, about 50, he has yeah, never won the a, a race. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Popular. Yeah, that was uh, that he was that was uh, four years. That was yeah. four years ago. Fifty Cent in, endorses uh, Trump for president, and then you had the other. So, but I I don't really consider that uh, you know black. I, I just don't. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that was in 2020. Let me see. So, uh, 317-972-3008. Josephine, go ahead. How are you? Hi. Um, how are you both doing? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Thank you, Josephine. Fine. Um, I understand we as African-Americans talk about racism and discrimination and slavery mm -hmm. and all of that. We already know about that. White people have to change their attitude dealing with racism. That's the problem. It's not black America. Of course, we're going to speak about it. Mm -hmm. But as long as you have white people, if insensitive passes and people who are racist and people not standing up against these people who are in the Nazi party and the Klan, in white, with white people, nothing's going to get done uh, up to a point. We can only do so much. White people have to change their own uh, opinion about racism and hate. It's been in this country for over 400 years. It's not going to go away, uh, just fly away in the outer space. Uh, white people have to look at themselves and understand what is going on with racism, how it happened. They're going to have to do the solution. We can only do so much, like I said. Um, well, I, I think that there, you know, and thank you, Josephine. I appreciate that. Um, 
I I'm gonna push back just a little because I think you know in in the evolution of how it's all looked at I think we all need to evolve you know what I think we all need to yeah. evolve um, because ju- just because you're black and and <laughs> the black Republicans and the people that we, we just talk about you just because you have the same what was that you said uh, all skin folk ain't kin folk doesn't mean yeah. that you have have cornered the lot on mm-hmm. justice and injustice and what it means and what it doesn't mean because there are some uh, black people who think quote unquote like white people they don't think yeah. that I mean look <laughs> I shouldn't have said that but and I will versa. and vice, and versa. vice yeah. versa yeah I mean Clarence yeah. Thomas on the Supreme Court I don't know too yeah. many Negroes who think like that uh, yeah. <laughs> but he does <laughs> Uh, you know what I mean, but th- yeah. so that but that doesn't mean. But so, uh, yeah, he he might be one that would throw, and has, uh, in a lot of ways with affirmative action, every has thrown the interest of the the, the great interest of African Americans under the bus. Absolutely, I mean his wife is a huge Trump supporter. Yes, and I, and it has impacted his. <clears throat> His decisions on the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. in which everything that is in every way that that Trump and his supporters mm-hmm. can be helped, <clears throat> Clarence Thomas has been right there. But I, I'd like to push back a little bit, Josephine. I think she is a very keen thinker. I like mm-hmm. to hear yes, she, she brings her, yeah. her views here. But I would say also that it's not just whites, and there are some of them, as Eunice Trotter said, mm-hmm. we have allies. There are some of them who have mm-hmm. been, will be, yeah. and always will be our allies. And we need but to learn to work our, you know, we exactly. need to learn to work with our allies. And, and maybe that's what I was saying, too. It's just it's just not, you can't just slice it down the middle and say white, black, you know, because yeah. there are, there are other, you know, I, I, I would, I, I'm, I'm, very comfortable in saying that Clarence Thomas is not an ally, but he's black. He's not. He's not. He's not an ally that anybody in the African American community could ever count on. Mm. So, yeah. uh, but but I'm sorry, James. Go ahead and make your point. I well, didn't mean to. No, that. just last point and that go back to to Representative Jackson, who we had on earlier. Representative Pryor, Senator Taylor, mm-hmm. you know, Representative Barlow. You name it. You you claim it, and mm-hmm. and they will tell you that, and they have said on these airways. We can do it ourselves, at least help. If, let's just say 50%, we had 26% people who went to the polls, Tina, mm-hmm. the last uh, general election we had. I don't know, was it, was it the primary one, that 26 But it was up. It was up from the last time. It was like double, you know, the 13%. It was up from the time before that. If, you know, folks showed up at the poll, just as just as eager as they would be to show up at uh, you know, an event that they were going out, a movie, mm-hmm. uh, a, a party, a dinner. If they showed up at the poll, did their 20 minutes of civic duty there, and just 50 percent, we could change this state. And uh, collectively across the country, we could change the country if we just use the tools that so many have fought for. We already have. That's mm-hmm. all. Yeah, that's very good, actually. Yeah, the tools we already have and use them. Yeah, yeah. Three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. James, uh, yesterday we talked about. Um, oh, by the way, here at home, uh, I'm, I'm switching gears. I'm all over the place. But since we're in open lines, um, we haven't had a chance to talk much about the uh, the murder trial of uh, the man accused of shooting and killing IMPD officer Brianne Leith. Um, yeah, a couple of yeah, years I saw ago. That. Yeah, that. They're, they're, 
They are deliberating on that uh, today as we speak. Yeah, they started Uh, yesterday. No, no, uh, they didn't have a verdict this morning. um, And I'm not quite sure that that we'll have one. I I, I don't know how soon we'll have one, but... uh, well, several people have testified for the defense, Tina, experts, mm-hmm. that is, you know, as, as brutal as that was, and it was brutal, and Brianne, Brianne Lee was a hero, in my view, will always be, mm-hmm. um, that the brother, the young man who is accused, has a, uh, a, a, a mental issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. The, the defense is saying, you know, they could, they could, they could go guilty. They could go guilty but insane. They could mm-hmm. go innocent. You know, I mean, they could go a number of ways. But I, I don't know if the man, but he killed somebody. And uh, the question for the jury is, how will he be held accountable? The, the question is not that he shot through the wall and killed uh, young officer, uh, promising mm-hmm. officer Brian Leaf, but. What is the culpability for him for doing that? Yeah, and and you know they all you, they stumble juries a lot of times stumble and 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 wrestle with the question. Uh, men, that's that's how you can come up with verdicts guilty but mentally ill or yeah. you know uh, exactly. because uh, mental illness does not preclude um, that's right the the awareness of right from wrong. Right. Uh, and right. if you know right from wrong, then you are responsible uh, for your behavior, mental illness right. or not. Uh, and so they may be wrestling with that. But I, I know I've done a lot of, uh, you know, when I was reporting, we, we talked to a lot of jurors after certain trials and things like that. And they, uh, uh, they so you're right. They, and it also depends on the instructions that they were given, uh, how com- mm-hmm. how complicated the instructions were. And what all that they do have to consider, but I I would strongly suspect that one of the hurdles that they're trying to clear is that mental illness, because um, he's defending himself, isn't he? Isn't he AJ? Isn't he? I think he is. Uh, I don't think that's he's the other one. No, he's got attorneys. He's got a. I, I thought he was acting as, this, as his own defender. No, Tina, I know it's one you're thinking about. That's that's one where a guy, who did he is he accused of killing? Um, it it it. It has something to do with... Oh, okay. Well, maybe anyway, maybe not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This uh, guy's got... Yeah. This guy's got attorneys. He's yeah. got attorneys. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but the, who was that that did that? Uh, um, it was... It was... I... You know, oh, don't yeah. give me the line okay. here, but it was another case, and I believe it was uh, a, a, a law enforcement was involved, uh, but I'm, I'll have to look it up for you. Hmm. Yeah, no, no, I'm I'm looking it up now. Um, but okay. uh, yeah, uh, yeah, the trial. Okay, let's see. Uh, Ten hours of deliberations. The jury informed the judge early Friday they'd reached an impasse. Deliberations are going to resume, resume today at one o'clock. Oh, so they they weren't ready to hang yet, but they were just uh, at a, at an impasse. Uh, yeah. And he gave um, him a break, and they're back in there today. Yeah, they gave him a break. All right, judge was notified by the jury. They were having some difficulty and hadn't made progress in about four hours. Uh, 2 a.m. Friday, Judge Mark Stoner. Which means they could they could end up with a hung jury. Um, mm. You know, if they don't come together and agree on some charges, um, if they were having difficulty, it means there's some dispute in that jury room. But it doesn't mean that they can't end up and find, uh, you know, find some, some, some guilt there. For what was done, but mm-hmm. it does mean at this point that that, that there is there is some dis, dis, disagreement 
I mean, you know, it's a jury, mm. so. Mm. Yeah, it is, it is, it is. So um, I'm going to turn this down here. Uh, Elias Dorsey is uh, the suspect's name. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, hold on just a second. But anyway, uh, 317-972-3008. We hope that uh, justice, uh, whatever that's going to look like, and we, we hope justice will be uh, achieved here uh, in this case because yeah. that, was, that was horrible. It was. Yeah, that and was she awful. was she was such a promising young officer and just loved by mm-hmm. the, not only her peers but the entire mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Um what once the death penalty dropped is it cute? They Oh yeah, they remember they dropped the death penalty in that case? Yeah, they dropped the death penalty in the Dorsey mm-hmm. case. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had been yeah, when they first uh when he first got arrested, the uh, mm-hmm. prosecutor announced that he was going to seek, and then they dropped that again because of they, the one reason given was uh, the mental impairment. But like you said, the jury is grappling with, do you, did you still know right from wrong? Did you still know not to fire mm-hmm. through the wall? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Hey, let's take a quick break right here. 317-972-3008. Open lines. We can review uh, right after this. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we're back with Community Connection. Tina Cosby here with our contributing analyst, James Patterson, and our ace technical producer, AJ. Uh, AJ, James, uh, we were talking about Week in Review, and AJ said, you know, Tina, we were talking about the, uh, you know, the All-Star uh, game, you know, going over it all this week. Uh, what did you what you find, AJ? I, I, I didn't know this. Uh, looks like the bar has been, uh, the line in the sand has been moved or the bar yeah, has been raised. Yeah, Something's they've happened. Drawn, yeah. They've drawn a line in the sand hard, yeah. the NBA has. So they, they have, after the success of Indianapolis in the All-Star Weekend mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. Uh, the NBA has changed the city requirements for hosting an All-Star Weekend, and it's going to leave Indianapolis right on the outskirts of being able to host one in the near future unless we settle it up. So the requirements are going to be, it's three requirements. It is uh, 7,250 hotel rooms with a minimum of three five-star hotels, a convention center with at least 650,000 square feet of exhibition space. I believe the Indiana Convention Center is just over 600,000. And the third one, and this is the, the killer for us, is the flight load is 75 non-stop domestic flights and at least 20 international flights and ind is unfortunately not able to handle that load right now so it's going to leave us on the outside looking in along with some other major nba cities uh the short list is looking like indianapolis portland where the trailblazers play obviously memphis the grizzlies sacramento Oklahoma City and Minneapolis as well will be left on the outside according to these requirements. That's horrible. That is, you know, that's one hand washing the other, you know. Uh, I, but, you know, I, I, I do know that if, in, if there's a way that Indianapolis can get those flights here, if that's all that's holding it up, if two out of three uh, are checked and flights is the thing that'll hold it up, I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just about well, you know, isn't there something about the runway out there being currently being um, 
Uh, yeah, lo- being lengthened. extended. Yeah, to, yeah. To to take on larger flights. Yeah, that was that was to accommodate more international flights as well. Yeah, uh, because the uh, but that's that was part of the reason, if I'm not mistaken, James, that they built the new airport in the first place because there was yeah. room for longer runways, which would accommodate more international flights, which would make it more of an international uh, airport. It was already an international, but limited, and so. Right. You know, if the runway needs to be even longer or there need to be additional runways, there is space and room to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I would suspect that that could be corrected, uh, you know, float a couple Definitely. of bonds, pay for it Definitely. or something. It's going to cost a pretty penny. Yes. But there's a lot of space out there by IND, so plenty of room yeah. for expansion. It's just a matter of it's, mm-hmm. it's tough to see that because these are diehard basketball cities. Sacramento has some of the best fans you've ever mm-hmm. seen. Memphis mm-hmm. the same way. Obviously, we know how Indianapolis responds to to the Pacers and to the NBA in general, to basketball in general. So it's it's a little bit disheartening to see the NBA go so corporate in the in the name of the All Star Weekend when it, this is really supposed to be for the fans. Yeah, and and you know yeah. what? There's some fans that I that I spoke with, and they they had been to both uh, the Pro Bowl or the Pro Bowl games. Uh, and uh, All-Star, and they were talking about just, they used exactly those words, AJ, the corporate feel, mm-hmm. uh, the corporate feel to it all. And it sounds like they're they're, they're buttoning that up a little bit more with these uh, requirements and things of that nature. So, um, you know, hopefully the little, the little guys will keep pushing through, you know, and, and call right. their bluff. Well, what was just the news uh, this morning or, or yesterday that Indianapolis had downtown for the All-Star weekend, had uh, the the largest visitation numbers. I don't know if they took this into consideration but of all times of all NBA All Stars. One hundred and ninety thousand people wow. came down to visit. Wow! And remember, we were expecting that number of around one twenty five. One twenty five. Yeah. Far yeah. surpassed that. And by the way, I uh, just pulled this up about the Indiana Airport completes runway expansion pro- mm-hmm. project. The three year long fifteen million project increased. The runway to 7,000 feet, and this is supposed to be able to. It, it went from uh, runway 1836 went from 5,500 feet to 7,001 feet, and it it uh, it's supposed to be able to uh, improve the uh, the capability to handle larger. Wait, so from 5,500 to 75, I, I'm to 7,001 feet, one foot. 7,001 feet. 7,001, okay. 5,500 feet to 7,001 feet. Yeah. Yeah. So that extends the runway, but I wonder if they would have to add another gate over there. Mm -hmm. They're they're going to have to do a little bit more. That's a long way out there. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to have to do a little bit more, Uh, but I I don't know of anyone complaining (laughs) or that complained about it, but um, uh, you know know the NBA. Yeah, it's, it's just so... The NBA is is a little confusing to me. Mm-hmm. It's, this is such a hub city for major sports events, for major events, period. And, and mm-hmm. we've talked about this for the last week, week and a half. And we're looking at, like, like uh, B. Swift had mentioned on here, we're looking at another Super Bowl mm-hmm. and even a WrestleMania coming here. And both of those events are massive that draw yeah. more people than what the All-Star Weekend did and will do. Mm-hmm. But we're not good enough for them anymore. That's kind of, that's a little confusing to me. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. but it might have been a reaction that they don't want Indiana, Indianapolis in that competition because 
of such a great job they did mm -hmm. and everybody just buzzing mm -hmm. all over mm -hmm. you know people came in from all over the world really mm -hmm. and they're just buzzing about how great of a job it was and there are things down there where you know aj you went mm -hmm. that you, you never see at an all-star mm -hmm. never seen before just attractions that they put uh -huh. with it and, and maybe they did that to kind of set us back a little bit because yeah. it did so good Oh yeah, yeah. They they just only want the money to fall in certain hands, and they you know yeah. if it starts to get a little bit too uh, diversified, they 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 pull it back in. Speaking of planes, I ran across this has nothing to do with anything, but I ran across um, a reality TV show the other day, and I I never even knew that this show existed. I didn't know any, but it's called Airplane Repo, and it's a show that follows. Uh, these bounty hunters, I guess, so to speak, it follows these guys that go around repossessing airplanes and high-end boats. Oh my God! That yeah, that the owners have defaulted on. They do this for the banks, and so it's really quite an adventure. Mm. You know, it's it's it, and I got I found myself getting pulled into it. Uh, it said it ran from 2010 to 2015, so I mean, I it's it's been off the air for quite a while. They're running reruns. But uh, mm -hmm. the 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 tension and the the drama and the adventure and the excitement of all of that stuff, um, you know how repo folks are anyway. Mm -hmm. But can you imagine yeah. repossessing uh, a high end private plane or a two or three million dollar <laughs> yacht? How do you um, even get through with that? How they, do you repo yeah, a plane? well, that's that's what it showed. It showed how they did all that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and and the one guy is a pilot, and so he knows how to fly any plane that there is. One of the repo guys, he's a pilot. And the other, they hire uh, captains on the water, you know, who know how to who run boats. So, uh, yeah, it's it was, it was interesting, but um, yeah, so a lot of th that has nothing to do with it. I'm but. gonna have to check that out. That seems interesting. My mom used to watch like Dog the Bounty Hunter. Oh that, yeah, that sounds like yeah, that turned yeah. up to a hundred. That wanna, is, that is. And I mean, there was one episode where the uh, the guy was. USOB and he was shooting, shooting, shooting at the oh, at the plane yeah, as the yeah. plane was going down the runway. Oh man! Oh yeah, it's 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 intense drama. You know, some of it's a little funny, but um, anyhow, so that that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. <laughs> but there, uh, the nationwide uh, shortage that we talked about, uh, cell phone shortage we talked about yesterday, AJ. Uh, and James, um, it, it seems like all is well now. Everybody has been restored. Uh, and AT&T yeah. came out with a little bit of an explanation, but there's still more investigation. So, you know, that the, mm -hmm. the, the, the bottom line is they're still investigating. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. They try to say it's a technical error. That's yeah. the first thing I heard. Mm -hmm. but of course. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, Such a no wide, doubt. Wide brush stroke. Wide, <laughs> wide. Paint that with a wide brush, a technical error. No doubt. Okay. There we go. So, um, but uh, and Miss Cordelia, I want to say uh, welcome home to Miss Cordelia. Today is the day she was supposed to be coming home uh, from rehab. She uh, had emergency surgery last month, James, and she mm. called me uh, this you know earlier this week and said she was feeling better, that she's re was recovering, um, that she had uh, recovered from her surgery and she just needed to regain some strength, and so she went to rehab. And that she was doing very, very well with her rehab and was expected to be released today, Friday. So today uh, we say welcome home, Miss Cordelia. Uh, and uh, don't come back too soon. Don't come back to work too soon. Um, and she kind of alluded to that during our conversation we talked. I didn't talk to her very long. I was just really honored that she called me. Um, 
Uh, but she said she is going to, you know, be more visible for the uh, for the general uh, for the primary. She's going to continue her recuperation and maybe uh, a candidate or so. But she's nothing like what she did, you know, the last couple of months ago where she was the campaign manager for um, the reelection of Mayor Joe Hogsett and some other stuff. So, um, yeah, Miss Cordelia, we do uh, welcome you. Welcome home. Glad you're home. Glad you're on the mend, and can't wait to talk to you soon. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's great. Wish you well, indeed. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, we have a caller three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. John, go ahead. How are you? Yes. Uh, good afternoon, Tina. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Oh, uh, thank you. I'm here to announce uh, the uh, event tomorrow at the Charles Tenley School at uh, 3960 some Meadows Drive in the mm-hmm. Meadows at the Charter School, Charter Tinley High School, and the Diana Daniels and the Indiana Council on Educating Students of Color is having a very important meeting tomorrow from 11 to 2. Uh, lunch will be served at the at the Tinley Academy, and uh, the question is that she's bringing up, how are our children? And it's rooted in the African problem of that question. And it's a reflection of, uh, of the community's priorities and well-being. It's not just a question, but a statement that underscores the importance of the next generation's welfare. When applied to content area of African-American education mm-hmm. in the U.S., especially mm-hmm. in light of the deferred dream, uh, the, this, the impact promises and broken promises uh, either post and after Brown versus Board uh, is is answered. So basically, the group is looking over the events that happened before Brown and after Brown, and they're trying to come up with some solutions. I would say basically they're trying to get groups together mm-hmm. to make sure that uh, certain children know how to read. Mm. It's, uh, that's very important. John, I can't thank you enough for calling that in because we can never have too many forums like that, especially, you know, given the fact that we're talking about uh, the all-important education of our children. So, uh, again, that's that's wonderful that you shared that with, uh, with everyone, and we want to make sure that our children have every opportunity available to them uh, to be able to succeed and to learn. So, uh, James, uh, yeah, James, go ahead. Yeah, yeah John, um, thank you. I second Tina's emotion. Mm-hmm. But how 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 are our children? I mean, yeah. is, is that mm-hmm. that what would you what you, what state do you think education is in? As if I'm not giving you too much of a a, a lead there, but uh, I'm trying to focus my question. But what's the reason for this? Is, is there is there some belief that our children are not doing well? I think it's spurred by one event, and that is the legislature trying to justify uh, holding children back if they can't read at grade level. And so they're making a all effort, out effort to make sure that children are literate. Marvel Collins already proved in the 70s that black children can be taught. So that's not the question. The question is the issue around the legislature and certain people want to hold Billy and Sue back. Uh, uh, so uh, the yeah. council that Donna Daniels is putting together is putting programs to make sure children are literate. Yeah, he's referring to, as you know, Tina, the bill in the legislature. Mm-hmm. I don't know what 
I mean, there were so many amendments, and it was fluid. It was going through changes. I don't know what it's like right now, but initially when it was filed, it was to hold uh, children back uh, if, they did, if they weren't able to pass a reading tests by the third grade and all the stigma that goes with that. Um, and others have called for, well, give them the resources. And like John said, it's been mm-hmm. proven scientifically mm-hmm. they can learn. Give them the resources give them the, the resources. And first and second grade, and, and they'll be able to pass. Yeah. Well, Martha Evans wasn't a, didn't do it scientifically, uh, but she showed uh, that black children could learn just like any other child. So, but this is, uh, yeah, I think that's what this group is doing, pushing back and trying to provide some programs to make sure uh, students of color can read. Mm, and you say she didn't do it scientifically. How did she prove it? Uh, you can go online and see the video. She just showed a video of, of how she taught these children and how they responded uh, to it. Uh, it wasn't a scientific. It was more anecdotal. And it's an interesting video. Uh, you can go on and see Marva Collins. Just uh, with, with confidence, uh, uh, educate these children in, in the high-order thinking skills of Shakespeare and these advanced courses to prove to everybody that uh, black children could learn it. It's, uh, no, it wasn't scientific. It was uh, uh, this day program she put together but it was very influential okay okay all righty thank you john and again what when is that again can you when is it again and what time tomorrow morning from 11 to 2 lunch will be served from 11 to 2 at 3960 meadows drive at the tenley uh charter school there in the meadows all righty thank you john and she brought me in to uh i'll be talking about the history of ips oh, wonderful. Uh, that's basically uh why i'm involved but all right. Uh, thank you. Bye. All righty. Thank you, John Laughlin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he does know the history. He's got it. Yeah, he does know that. <laughs> does they brought the right person in. <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, they did. They really did. So, um, wow. Um, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Education of our children. Mm. We- yeah, the education of our children is a big thing. And that, that bill he's talking about... Um, you know, I mean, there, there's already been discussion that that uh, tests, standardized tests are mm. not culturally appropriate, so, shall we say? Culturally in, in biased. Circumstances. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And that, it, like he was saying, you know, however it was proved that, that the, you know, the, the capability of, 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 of minority black children, Afro-American, whatever you want to call them, and brown children to learn is unquestionable, unquestionable. Mm-hmm. Um, the methods used might not always work with one group of children with a, with a specific uh, cultural uh, life experience as another one, um, but um, so that means that standardized tests uh, are not standard for everyone, um, and, and they don't really measure capability mm-hmm. and um, the, mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the, the um, ability to learn and, and to grow and to, you know, succeed, and it, yeah. th- those tests can't do it. AJ, AJ's is about as close to this. He's closer than, than any. I, I know with, with my grandson, he's going into, he's only three. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, you have a school age children now. What, what mm-hmm. are you, how, how are your kids doing and what are your thoughts on standardized testing? Uh, um, you know, I'm not the biggest fan just because I wasn't the biggest fan when, when I was going through it. 
I feel like it's more. Uh, I, I I don't think it really does anything for the child per se. Mm-hmm. I think it tests your your memory skills, mm-hmm. but I don't think it tests your ability to learn per se or your ability to retain knowledge in. Mm-hmm. The environment itself is very high stress. Yeah, it is very high stress, and I, I never was a fan of it. So I, I don't think my my kids are either. So. I could never master it, yeah. and 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 I, I say I'm I'm gonna say something here. Uh, I from start to finish, I was always an honor roll. You know, I just I I had to have good grades, and I wanted good grades, and I made good grades. I made really good grades, but. When it came to those standardized tests, there's something about it. I mean, I did okay, but I never performed on those tests the way I performed academically the rest of the time outside of the test. Does that make sense, James? So in, yeah. in that regard, I, I was never a great test taker because some of it just didn't make sense to me. It's like, what? Hmm? Now, when I, I went to college and back in the I'm dating myself, AJ, but <laughs> they used to give us those blue books and in, 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 in the uh, – <laughs> In the lecture, I'll say, fill them up. I could go to town. I mean, <laughs> I could do that. Uh, but uh, the other stuff, I, I, I'm one of these people. I mean, you know, I'm long, long, long past that time. But I don't know if it was that it was too standardized or what have you. But I just was never a good test taker. But t- taking those tests were never an indicator of my ability to uh, succeed in the classroom, make exactly. good grades, stay on the honor roll, and uh, measure my intelligence. I guess I don't know. Exactly, a lot of the same yeah. for me. I stayed on the honor roll. My mom would would have would have flipped mm-hmm. me upside down if I didn't. Mm-hmm, so uh, mm-hmm. you know, I yeah. made sure that I got good grades. But when it came to those tests, yeah, except for the last one, it was when it was time for the ACT. I I don't know what happened, but something changed. And you, I think you, I wanted that one really bad. You so blew I tried that off hard. the chair. Okay, yes, okay. <laughs> the okay. rest of them, it just it just did not. It didn't match. Yeah. It did not match. It didn't yeah. compute. I, uh, I did just average on both of those. It was just, you know, and I was never an average student. I did just average. I mean, it was it was really weird, but I'm glad you did good, James. How about you in test taking? Mm, not good. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. But, okay. You know, I think I think what AJ said about stress mm-hmm. that 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 could be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that has the potential of doing damage to a child, mm-hmm. especially in a in a in a in a minority situation where you are a minority in mm-hmm. a school mm-hmm. and the majority of the students do well and yet that's a stigma it is it, it is and you yeah, can't figure out why you're not getting it yeah. And, yeah and and we and he just said john just said you know it, it's been proven that they can learn, they can learn mm-hmm. and they're capable um over and over again and and yet uh, when you get these tests, that can be devastating to a child. Mm. And I probably a lot of the reason why, if they get behind and get behind, that they drop out. And then what do you do with them then? Then yeah. you then they're ending up in the criminal yeah. justice system. And you know, yeah, and, we and don't so, want that. Yeah. So. Conversation definitely to be continued. AJ is playing that music, and you know what that means. You <laughs> know what run. that means. Yes, we got to run. But James. AJ, thank you all. Have a super weekend. Be safe. Be well. We will be back on Monday. Thanks, everybody.